Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. I am indeed your uh, genial radio show host, Rudy Maxa. You're listening to America's Most Widely Syndicated Radio Travel Show. I'd like to give a warm welcome, warm spring welcome, he says, hopefully, to our listeners at uh, about 170 news talk stations across the United States. If you're a first-time listener, as you might well be, if you're a fan of a couple of the newest stations to join the Rudy Max's World family here, I'm thinking of specifically of WGRA in Cairo, Georgia, and KQAM in Wichita, Kansas. Nice to have the listeners of WGRA and KQAM aboard. Happy to have you here. If you're a first-time listener, this show is all about travel. I'm a travel journalist, not a travel agent. I'm not here to sell you anything. But I do hope you find that our weekend menu of guests uh, are thought-provoking and make you sort of want to travel. We invite a wide range of guests on the subject of travel here. In this hour, for example, we're going to learn about a crime museum in the nation's capital where you can uh, actually get involved in in analyzing some forensic evidence for all you CSI fans. You can also practice your aim on a simulated FBI shooting range. Susan Fries from the Crime Museum in D.C. will be joining us. Then, maybe you've seen National Geographic Channel's series called Life Below Zero. One of the stars of the show, her name is Sue Atkins, is going to join me this hour. She lives alone, 197 miles north of the Arctic Circle. North of the Arctic Circle, where she faces grizzly bears, and, and she also stars in National Geographic Channel's cult hit Life Below Zero, as I mentioned. Hers is a story of surviving punishing winters with a family of foxes and a retired sled dog. My first question to her is going to be, why? And with New York Times travel columnist Joe Sharkey, we'll examine why America's small airports are having a difficult time of it lately. Then we'll meet Lou Abamante. He's the youngest traveler to visit all the countries in the world, or so he hopes. At 35, he's checked off the 193 sovereign nations as determined by the U.N. Those are the U.N.'s member states. But he's going for all 324 countries on the world's map. I'm going to ask him the same question I'm going to ask uh, Sue Atkins. Why? So again, if you're a first-time listener, I hope this gives you an idea of our take on travel. I believe firmly that you don't have to leave your hometown to travel. I do travel a lot. I get on a lot of planes. I go to a lot of places. I've got 91 episodes on public television on the world's great destinations. But I also travel when I read a good book or even see a movie set in a location I don't know about. In short, you can travel in your mind or even by listening to the radio, what you're doing right now. So welcome to the show. You'll find transcripts of my Monday through Friday travel minutes that many of our stations carry on uh, at the radio show's website. You'll find those transcripts at uh, rudymaxa.com if you don't happen to hear them on your daily uh, Monday through Friday uh, radio station. You'll also find podcasts of this weekend's broadcast, the weekend we're, the broadcast we're doing right now, as well as past weekend shows. Uh, at rudymaxa.com and there's also a link to my television show there if you're interested in getting a DVD or a Blu-ray on some of the great places in the world maybe you or your family or a friend is going to visit or maybe you want visited and want to relive it uh, there's a link at rudymaxa.com to my television series one more housekeeping detail I post travel items all week on my Facebook fan page just look for Rudy Maxa Travel Leisure on Facebook and my producer Janet posts links to many of the guests on each weekend's show so if you hear something you want to know more about just go to Rudy Maxa Travel Slash Leisure on Facebook. 
Hit the like button on that page, won't you? We're only about 35 likes away from hitting 4,000 likes. Help us over the line today, won't you? Well, it's been a week filled with travel news. Some of it's not so good. In the first hour, I touched on the sinking of that ferry off the coast of South Korea with so many high school kids aboard. I mentioned the continued and so far futile search for the wreckage of Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 and the death by avalanche of at least 13 Nepalese Sherpas on Mount Everest this week. But the lesson to take away from the travel news stories this week is not to kid around on Twitter. Got two examples. First, there was Sarah, the 14-year-old Dutch girl who thought she'd have a little fun with American Airlines by tweeting the following. At American Airlines, my name is Ibrahim. I'm from Afghanistan. I'm part of Al-Qaeda. And on June 1st, I'm going to do something really big. Bye-bye. Unquote. Well, American Airlines immediately tweeted back that it takes threats seriously and that it had notified the FBI of her Internet protocol address, her IP address. Well, Sarah began backpedaling furiously, saying, oh, she was just a teenager just having fun, and please don't do anything. If my parents find out, they won't let me go online anymore. And soon thereafter, Dutch police arrested the hapless Sarah. She was released the next day, but by then a couple of other teenagers had posted copycat tweets to other airlines. One who posted a fake threat to Southwest Airlines hastily beat an apologetic retreat when she realized Rotterdam police had, addressed it, had arrested Sarah. So uh, no, more, no more pranks on, on Twitter. Uh, the other Twitter bungle of the week belonged to a U.S. Airways employee who, when answering a passenger's complaint, sent via Twitter, by mistake, an incredibly pornographic photo of a woman. It took a half an hour for the airline to discover the error that by then had circulated all around the world on Twitter. U.S. Airways apologized for the highly inappropriate tweet. That's putting it mildly. But said it was not going to fire the person on its social media team who mistakenly posted the photo. I'd say the fact it took the social media team a half hour to discover the error is grounds enough to fire a few people on that social media team. But that's just my opinion. Here's a new twist on the expression B&B which, of course, most travelers know means a bed and breakfast, lodging facility. From Denver comes a different kind of B&B. It's called Bud and Breakfast. You got it. States that's legalized the recreational use of marijuana now has a weed-friendly B&B. A company called the Mary Jane Group partnered with Adagio B&B in Denver to offer guests what may be the world's first all-inclusive package that includes, and here I quote, the best marijuana and marijuana edibles Colorado has to offer, unquote. The package includes luxury transportation around Denver. I'm thankful for that. Oh, one more thing. The package also includes unlimited food and drink, just in case you get the munchies. The consortium hopes to expand the concept to more B&Bs in Colorado. Good gracious. And as of this weekend, the smoking of electronic cigarettes in Los Angeles is now subject to the same non-smoking laws governing regular cigarettes. That means you can't use vaping, those vaping uh, cigarettes, uh, in indoor workplaces, Restaurants, bars, city parks, beaches, public places such as farmers markets. Same rules as apply to regular old cigarette smokers. Break the rule and you're liable for a $250 fine. And if I look into my crystal ball, I would predict other metropolitan areas, even states, may take up the same rule. Because usually when these things start in California, other states go, that's sort of interesting. Also in California, in the first weekend of the Coachella Music Festival... A young woman died of a suspected drug overdose already. If you're headed to Coachella, you should know that medical facilities have staffed up for the weekend, but there's no sense in testing the abilities of those medical attendants. And Uber has added a $1 charge. It calls a safe ride fee for customers in Los Angeles. This comes as Uber and its car-on-demand uh, com competition are getting questioned about the insurance they provide their drivers. 
All right, we're going to come up in about 30 seconds to a commercial break, and then we're going to meet Susan Fries, who works with the Crime Museum in D.C. I have not been to this museum. I thought I knew D.C., but it did open after I moved out of D.C., so I didn't even know it exists. But uh, it opened the doors in 2008. It aims to educate and provide guests memorable insight into our nation's history of crime and the judicial system. But I bet most people go there just because crime, crime draws them in. You know, there are those museums in London that replicate, you know, Jack the Ripper. I don't know. Anyway, we'll talk about the Crime Museum and lots of other stuff when we come back this hour. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. So glad you are. Stay with me, won't you? We'll take a break and we'll be right back with more Travel Talk. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Travel rewards usually take forever to earn and even longer to redeem. Introducing Orbitz Rewards, the instant approach. Earn and redeem rewards instantly. Book a flight, use the rewards right away for your hotel. Book your hotel and use the rewards to stay longer. Book a package, well, you get the picture. Earn even more when you book using the Orbitz app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join today and get instant vacation gratification. Go to Orbitz.com rewards. That's Orbitz.com rewards or visit RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. Would you wait a week for your shower to get hot? <laughs> Would you wait up to a week to feel maximum relief from your nasal congestion? Nasacort Allergy Nasal Spray could take that long. Ugh. But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, Afrin No Drip starts working in seconds <sighs> and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait up to a week for maximum relief from your nasal spray uh-uh. when you can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin? <sighs> Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed. Attention all heel clickers, four-leaf clover pickers, and frog kissers. You're tuned into the right station at the right time to find out why it's your lucky day. Right now, you can get a free phone or up to $100 off a new phone when you switch to Boost Mobile. Go ahead, throw away that nasty hot pink rabbit's foot because you're $100 luckier. What's that? Don't believe in luck. Then how do you explain that out of all the radio ads in the world, you're lucky enough to be listening to the one that hooks you up with a free phone like the Samsung Galaxy Rush or the Kyocera Hydro Edge? Or saves you up to $100 off any other new phone when you switch to Boost Mobile. Yeah, that's what I call luck. Boost Mobile. Offer valid 418 to 4314 at participating dealers in select markets. While supplies last and only for new monthly activation supporting from non-sprint-related carriers and purchase of new devices. Free phone limited to certain models. $100 credit applied towards purchase of Boost Phone. Excludes taxes. Includes 2.5 gigabytes per month of high-speed data. Additional terms and restrictions apply. See participating dealer or visit BoostMobile.com slash switch for details. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. At 18 after the hour, Orbitz would like to remind you that travel rewards usually take forever to earn and even longer to redeem. And this segment of the program is brought to you by Orbitz.com. With Orbitz Rewards, you can redeem rewards instantly. Book a flight, you'll get rewards 
cash rewards that you can apply instantly for a hotel stay. Book your hotel, use the rewards to stay even longer. Earn even more when you book on the Orbitz app. You'll get 5% back on hotel bookings and 2% on flights. Check it out at Orbitz.com slash rewards and get instant vacation gratification. Well, if you're taking a vacation to Washington, D.C., or if you're listening in the uh, mid-Atlantic region, uh, you might want to drop in on the Crime Museum and practice some of your CSI skills. They'll put a white lab coat on you, and you can get busy. Susan Fries is a, is a spokesperson for the Crime Museum in D.C. Susan, welcome to the show. Hi, Rudy. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, nice to have you on. Uh, this sounds like... Uh, I mean, I know your stated goal is educational, to uh, provide memorable insight into our nation's history of crime in the judicial system, as you say on your website. But it sounds like an awful lot of fun, too. Uh, what age group is this appealing to? Pretty much we get uh, children of all ages, adults of all ages, because we have different programs geared towards every age. Uh, the CSI workshops and forensic science activities, we do say that you should probably be about third grade and up. And what happens when, when uh, a third grade and up person goes into the forensic lab at the crime museum? Well, what's really interesting is that third graders right now across the country are already partaking in CSI and forensic science activities in their school. And they're not learning, you know, the, the pathology or the body decomposition yet, but they are learning all <laughs> about of fingerprints. <laughs> But they are learning about fingerprints and mm. um, latent fingerprint impression collection. So when they come here, you could, uh, parents, you know, put them in our forensic lab, which is just a basic overview of everything. It gives you a little snippet, and it doesn't get too in-depth. Um, and they have such a great time because they're solving a case. And this is a case that's presented to them when they arrive? Yes. So we have a, a case, and then they are uh, presented with tons of evidence. They do fingerprinting impressions, blood spatter, fiber analysis, DNA analysis, and then they take all those pieces of evidence and actually solve the case. Now, what, you, what we try to tell them is, you know, on TV, the CSI people are actually not solving the cases. It's the detectives. But TV, just to make it good sometimes have CSI, you know, involved in the chase. But that that's not really how it is in the real world. They're stuck in the lab. That's right. Now you're, They're this in is, the lab. Yeah, that's right. Well, this is very convenient because you're on 7th Street Northwest. Aren't you about a block or two from the FBI headquarters? Yes. The FBI headquarters is on 10th, and we are on 7th, so it's just a couple blocks over. Yeah, so the kids can go right from your, your CSI lab right over to the FBI and get a job, right? Uh, yes, and, you know, most women are getting those jobs nowadays. I just wanted to let you know that. I thought that was interesting. Excellent. We run, a camp here. we run a camp here, and all of our uh, CSI instructors are students, master students at George Washington University, and about 80% of them are female. Well, uh, what, what do you mean you run a camp there? We run a, a crime scene investigation camp. So we say ages 12 to 18. Uh, they come in in the summer and they learn everything, and they actually learn the real the real deal. I mean, we set up a crime scene, a mock crime scene, but it's really good. And then they gather evidence, they um, really take it back to the lab. It's it's the same thing that you would do in a lab, but this is way more in depth. They do it over a week long period, and and again, it is one hundred percent 
the real deal. It's not anything. We don't make up anything. Um, we don't. We don't dumb it down. I mean, we use the same exact terminology that they would be using if they were in a university level. I hope the blood splatter on the walls isn't real blood. <laughs> no. We do use paint for that. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. I'm talking with Susan Freeze. She is with the Crime Museum in D.C. Uh, I just learned that they run a week-long camp for kids uh, be, uh, up, to, up, up to age 18, did you say? Yes. Okay, very And we've had a couple 20-year-olds call us and want to just see if they were interested in learning. Well, I was sort of interested, you know, and I'm over 20. I'm... <laughs> you should be interested. It's so amazing. But the one thing, you know, again, the television shows, they just kind of, people have a misconception. They walk in here and they're like, oh, I want to, you know, be a detective. And, and we have to kind of say, no, 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 you've got to study a lot of science you got to take science in your undergraduate degree, and then, and then you got to take a master's degree, but y you're going to be in a lab. You're not carrying a gun. You're not driving a Hummer. I mean, so, so they, they definitely come in with those misconceptions. But speaking of those two attractive things, uh, apparently you, ha <laughs> you have an FBI, uh, a replica of an FBI shooting range, and people can shoot uh, 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 guns, correct? Yes, it is called, uh, well, there's two simulators, FATS and SIMS. And FATS is the firearms training simulator, and then SIMS is our dri patrol SIMS. It's our driving simulator, and these are actually simulators that are used in police academies all over the country. So while it's not a real gun, it is a real gun. It's just not firing real bullets. It's an air compression, but you are, it is actually a Glock 9. And the, the high-speed police simulator, I mean, I could do that as an adult, right? I don't have to be under 18? Absolutely. Yeah. And adults, it's, it's, it's the real deal, and they always, they, they're not as good as they think they are. And what do you do? Are you in pursuit of a bad guy in a car in a simulator? Right. Yeah, you oh. have to pull over somebody. So you got to, so while the red lights are, you know, you're, because you're going through red lights, so you have to make sure that, as you're going through red lights, you're slowing down to make sure nobody is coming across the intersection, and uh, most people crash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> okay, so, so they don't come or out of there busy. as licensed police officers then? I don't think so. <laughs> right. But they love it. It's, it's, our, it's our most popular. Um, the CSI labs and the firearms and driving simulators are our favorites. Well, you've got some, as, as, as many as, as crime museums around the world do, you have some authentic artifacts, such as? Ted Bundy's Volkswagen. His Volkswagen? His actual Volkswagen Beetle. His entire yes. car? Yes, the whole car. Oh, grim. Oh, my goodness. Is that what he used to make new friends with? <laughs> yes, it is. Ah, okay. What else? So that's in our lobby. And then we also have... A lot of, um, we uh, used to film the show America's Most Wanted here. Uh, the show has since been canceled, but there are still some really amazing artifacts from the show. Um, there's a, a bust that they used to do facial recognition, mm -hmm. and that actually, um, f facial aging. And when they made the bust, that actually led to the arrest of the person that they were looking for. Mm -hmm. So you get to see that bust. Um, we have a lot of uh, artifacts from the Bonnie and Clyde, John Dillinger, Al Capone. So if you want to take it back to that Depression era. And then 
uh, we go way back to and have some devices, um, medieval torture devices. So, and oh, then good. we also, <laughs> yes. Well, we encompass everything. So we look at the the history of crime and punishment in America, and then we also look at the history of law enforcement in America. So we have um, the history of prisons, uh, the history uh, um, we've got some featured wardens. It's just a really, really well-encompassing museum. You have prison art. You've got an electric chair. You have a gas chamber. You have jail cells. What? How big is this facility? Um, well, well, from the outside, it actually looks really small. And then everybody gets in, and they said, "Wow, I didn't think it was going to take this long." Uh, it's twenty. It's twenty-five thousand square feet. How long should one uh, set aside? Artifacts. How long should one set aside to visit? We tell that that the average guest is two hours, but then the real crime buffs you're going to want probably four. All right. The website is crime. Day. The crimemuseum.org and Susan Crimemuseum.org. Crimemuseum.org. Right. You can find more details. Do you have the obligatory top ten most wanted up on the wall somewhere? Oh, of course. Yes, we do. Uh, and we get those direct from the FBI. Excellent. Just around the corner, three blocks away. Hey, Susan, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. I remember as a kid living in Washington, D.C., and nothing better than going down to the FBI and studying those 10 most wanted faces, certain that one of them lived in my neighborhood and I was going to be the guy who dropped the dirty dynamo and busted him. I tell you. All right, you're listening to Rudy Max's World. We're coming on to about, oh, it's about 28 after the hour. When we come back, um, we're going to talk with a woman who lives above the Arctic Circle and stars in National Geographic Channel series Life Below Zero. And as I said at the top of the hour, my first question is going to be, why, Sue Atkins, why? Stick around. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Travel rewards usually take forever to earn and even longer to redeem. Introducing Orbitz Rewards, the instant approach. Earn and redeem rewards instantly. Book a flight, use the rewards right away for your hotel. Book your hotel and use the rewards to stay longer. Book a package, well, you get the picture. Earn even more when you book using the Orbitz app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join today and get instant vacation gratification. Go to Orbitz.com rewards. That's Orbitz.com rewards or visit RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. A click. A single click of the mouse. It seems harmless. But what is a click, really? A click is a decision. A click can buy, send, agree, decline, cancel. A click can say, I trust you, or I don't. The click is a powerful thing, and anyone could compromise your personal information. So make the one click that can help protect you. Go to IdentityGuard.com free for a free trial. Identity Guard. Because it doesn't take much. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Hmm, seems to be having some difficulty finding Sue up there in the Arctic Circle. Uh, I had some news I didn't have time for. I wanted to talk to you about Airbnb. I just got a, uh, I just literally got an email announcing that Airbnb is now valued at $10 billion. 
$10 billion after closing a $450 million deal uh, with a company called TPG. I don't know what that stands for. But anyway, Airbnb is now valued in more than Wyndham and Hyatt hotel chains. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. Um, we've talked a lot about Airbnb on this website. I mean, this website, on this show. The website, of course, uh, um, links people who want to rent out a bedroom or their condo or their treehouse or their house um, for a day or a week or a month uh, with travelers. Um, and it's a website that's shaken up the hotel world. It allows people to you know, easily meet each other. Airbnb takes a small commission. It's wildly successful, obviously. But the New York Daily News recently broke the story that prostitution rings have been renting private residences via Airbnb's website and letting prostitutes use the location uh, around the clock. As one working girl put it, it's a lot cheaper than the Waldorf Astoria. Well, when you can rent an apartment for 100 or $200 a day, she's very correct. A New York publicist recently rented her apartment for a week to a woman who said she was in the Army, and she needed a place to stay in New York before she shipped out. But when a prostitute was slashed by a client in her West 43rd Street apartment, the publicist got a call from the police, and the things she found in her apartment made it clear what had been going on in her place of residence. To the company's credit, Airbnb put her up in a very nice hotel for a couple of nights, cleaned her entire apartment, changed her locks, replaced her pillows, and other belongings. This isn't the first report of guests using someone else's home for sexual escapades. Airbnb issued a statement noting that, quote, the entire hospitality industry deals with issues like this, and we have zero tolerance for this activity, unquote. Well, yes, the entire hospitality does deal with, industry does deal with this, but usually the activity isn't done in your personal home. Um, as a footnote, Airbnb is going to begin adding a 14.7% hotel tax to what it bills you for renting a place in New York City beginning July 1st. That's the plan, and it's the result of a long struggle between the company and state that demanded Airbnb uh, do so. The company is about to begin collecting taxes in two other cities, San Francisco and Portland, Oregon. This follows pressure from hotel groups who are going, wait a minute, we've got to pay this huge city tax, and that, that adds to the price of our hotel room. These people are providing lodging. Why don't they have to provide taxes, too? I'm having a feeling other cities are probably going, wait a minute, we can collect tax from Airbnb rentals, uh, not just New York City and Portland, Oregon, and San Francisco. So Air, uh, New York City expects to make $21 million a year from Airbnb taxes alone, $21 million. The company's also uh, trying to avoid a New York law that prohibits New Yorkers from renting out their home for fewer than 30 days unless the owner is present there with the guests. We're not trying to avoid it. They're trying to stop New York from uh, uh, affecting that. Uh, the hotel industry, which is obviously losing room nights to Airbnb customers, are cheering the state on in both the issue of taxes and also the issue of having the owner be present the entire time someone's living there. I'm guessing it's been a happy month for the employees of Southwest Airlines. The company announced it would contribute about $228 million in profit-sharing dollar, uh, dollars to all its employees. That's the largest amount the airline's ever distributed. It's an 88% increase over last year's profit-sharing distribution. This is the 40th consecutive year of profit-sharing payments, Southwest said. Southwest employees own about 4% of the airline's outstanding shares of stocks. By the way, if you had bought Southwest stock one year ago, it was $12.58 a share. It closed Thursday, keeping in mind the market was closed Friday for the holiday. It closed Thursday at $24.45 a share. That's almost doubled. Should have bought Southwest a year ago. So should I. I should have bought it, too. If you add in retirement contributions to 401k plans, health care coverage, wellness programs, and other benefits, Southwest Airlines spent more than $1 billion on employee benefits in 2013. Keep in mind, this is an airline that's never laid off a single employee as well. 
in four decades, I like this is uh, this is where the press release gets a little creative. In four decades, Southwest's profit-sharing contributions of $2.5 billion equal enough money to buy 500 million bottles of the airline founder's favorite drink, which is wild turkey. That would be the legendary Herb Keller, the guy who made uh, Southwest into the large airline it is. Or you could fill 10 Olympic-sized pools with wild turkey for that amount of money. Put it another way. $2.5 $2.5 billion, which Southwest has contributed over the years to its employees' benefits plans, $2.5 billion would buy 83 billion bags of Southwest peanuts, enough for 10 round trips to the moon if you lined them up end-to-end. How about them apples? How about them peanuts? And one final short item. Uh, uh, Las Vegas-based uh, Allegiant Air isn't really known for much for breaking new ground in the commercial airline business, but it's just introduced a bigger seat it calls the Giant Seat. You pay between 40 to $50 extra to grab one of these six oversized seats in their 757s. You get 36 inches of leg room and a seat that's nearly nine inches wider than the typical coach seat on an Allegiant Boeing 757. Now, in all honesty, the airline was required under federal rules to install the seats so crew members could rest on long flights. But when pilots and crews are not using the seats, the airline will sell them to passengers. And finally, a Boeing trip, a 747 flying over the Irish Sea was forced to make an emergency landing when alarms alerted pilots to a potential fire on board. Turned out there was no fire, but the 390 cows being transported in the cargo hold had apparently overheated, and their excessive flatulence apparently raised the temperature on board, setting off the alarm. 390 cows in a cargo hold? Who knew? Stick around. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's World. More travel information you won't hear anywhere else. Bye-bye. Rudy Max's World is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Attention all heel clickers, four-leaf clover pickers, and frog kissers. You're tuned into the right station at the right time to find out why it's your lucky day. Right now, you can get a free phone or up to $100 off a new phone when you switch to Boost Mobile. Go ahead, throw away that nasty hot pink rabbit's foot because you're $100 luckier. What's that? Don't believe in luck. Then how do you explain that out of all the radio ads in the world, you're lucky enough to be listening to the one that hooks you up with a free phone like the Samsung Galaxy Rush or the Kyocera Hydro Edge or saves you up to $100 off any other new phone when you switch to Boost Mobile? Yeah, that's what I call luck. Boost Mobile. Offer valid 418 to 43014 at participating dealers in select markets. While supplies last and only for new monthly activation supporting from non-sprint related carriers and purchase of new device. Free phone limited to certain models. $100 credit applied towards purchase of boost phone. Excludes taxes. Includes 2.5 gigabytes per month of high-speed data. Additional terms and restrictions apply. See participating dealer or visit boostmobile.com slash switch for details. Little Bo Peep has lost her sheep because someone broke into her apartment and stole all her sheep. Not to mention a 50-inch flat-screen TV. Luckily, the Geico Insurance Agency had helped her with renter's insurance, and she got full replacement. She has since trained her sheep to do voice impressions of various attack dogs, and now feels very safe. Visit geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Before Allegra, this was the sound of spring. (coughs) After Allegra, the season sounds totally different. This spring, don't let pollen hold you back. Non-drowsy Allegra works even at eight times high pollen levels. 
allergy relief begins in one hour and lasts for 24. With Allegra, going outdoors never sounded so good. Allegra, stop suffering, start living. Use only as directed in controlled environment studies using pollen deemed high by the National Allergy Bureau. Visit Allegra.com. Would you wait a week for your shower to get hot? <laughs> Would you wait up to a week to feel maximum relief from your nasal congestion? Nasacort Allergy Nasal Spray could take that long. Ugh. But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, Afrin No-Drip starts working in seconds <sighs> and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait up to a week for maximum relief from your nasal spray uh-uh. when you can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin? <sighs> Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed. Most Americans know they're at risk for identity theft, but many still aren't sure if they need Identity Guard to clear things up. You need Identity Guard if you have done any of the following. Opened a bank account, ordered a pizza, lived indoors, filled a prescription, filed taxes, paid your electric bill, been born, owned a cell phone, attended kindergarten, or visited a website. If you've done any of these, go to IdentityGuard.com free to help protect your personal information with a free trial. Identity Guard, because it doesn't take much. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Small airports in the United States haven't been doing too well lately, and if you happen to live in, oh, say Cleveland or Cincinnati, Cleveland, American Airlines is pulling out of, a couple years ago, Delta started pulling out of Cincinnati, you already know the tune. What's going on? Joe Sharkey is a travel columnist with the New York Times. He's a friend of the show. He's been on a lot. Joe, welcome back. Nice to have you here. Hi, Rudy. So what's the story here? Is this all about consolidation of airlines or what? Yeah, you got it. That's the tune. It's the new normal um, all over. And this, I think this is a, uh, going to be a permanent situation. That's you know, um, I don't think this is going to go away. After years and years and years, uh, back as far as we can remember, of capacity expansion when the airlines were, were just expanding and throwing roots in and, and clobbering each other, uh, that's changed, you know, with the consolidation, with the new realities in how you make a buck uh, in, air, in, in running an airline. Uh, capacity discipline is, is, the, uh, is, is the, the mantra, and the, the upshot of that, Rudy, is that uh, uh, across the country, medium-sized and small airports have really been losing air service. At medium-sized airports, the figure is about 26% off uh, the number of flights in the past couple of years. Well, Large airports, by comparison, it's less than nine percent. Well, so I mean, well, it's a reality. The airlines, uh, the airlines have found their financial uh, footing, and I think it's just one of those things that uh, those of us who live in a small or medium-sized area quite often are um, driving. Uh, you know, an hour or two or even more to a larger airport for better air service. And that's and e- and, and, e- and even if there is one airline, ser- only airline, one airline serving you, they take advantage of that. Uh, I, I had have a speech coming up, and I was going to fly between Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Duluth, probably about a 40-minute flight, yeah. $850. Last month, I flew Virgin Atlantic from L.A. to London and back for $750. I mean, yep, but but, but I mentioned Cleveland. Americans pulling out of Cleveland. I don't think of Cleveland as a small market. I think Huntsville, Alabama, but is, is Cleveland a medium market? What, well, what are, the, what are the cities near Cleveland uh, that are an easy drive? Toledo, um, Akron. Well, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, Cle- Cleveland is. Um, it, it isn't just the you know the the, uh, the, the small and, and and well certainly Cleveland it, you know pushes up there against uh, you know the hub the, the big hubs. Right. But they're you know they're cranking out um, uh, you know they're cranking out revenue and everything is being is being judged on not on uh, you can have a full plane but the the way they're evaluating it and to them it makes utter sense uh, you know in a, in a business sense is a full plane of people paying what kind of fare uh, where are those people flying the you know the great emphasis is on um, moving through the uh, the highest uh, revenue people which are the international flyers you know so the upshot is that if your airport is heavily dependent on uh, regional air regional jets for example like the 50 seaters i'm not sure about cleveland but you know i think cleveland falls into that category sure well those are the kinds of planes that are you know are being retired um it's just it's just the uh the way the airlines are going, they're just they're which just means these, those. which means these small and medium-sized towns yep. um, either are not going to have air service, or it's going to be really expensive, right? Well, it, that's right. Or you're going to drive like uh, you know, my friend Mike uh, Mike Boyd, the uh, the forecaster, says uh, Muskegon has really great air service. It's called Grand Rapids. Uh, you know, you're going to drive. <laughs> I live in Tucson, which has a wonderful airport. Everybody loves the Tucson airport. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's got a full range of service, but the, you know, the long-haul non-stops are no longer there. And more often than not, well, not more often than not, but, but you know, often people will drive, as I sometimes do, to uh, Phoenix, which is two hours up the desert, uh, in order to get much, you know, much better connections and much, you know, much more uh, convenient air service. And I think that's kind of the reality, is that that two-hour drive, uh, to a to a you know to a really big airport in, in Phoenix from a you know a mid-sized airport in Tucson, that's what a lot more people are doing because the choices are better. That sometimes the fares are better, but not always. And sometimes you know I don't want to if I'm flying to New York, which I quite often do. Uh, I can get a nonstop from Phoenix to um, to New York. I can't do that in Tucson. I've got to connect. Really, and and this yeah. is we've only got about thirty seconds left, Joe. But this is yeah. also this is still in the face of airports, many airports or cities being willing to pay airlines, you know, money just to serve them. Just, that's not, they're that's, opening their checkbooks, and I think you know, in my opinion, they're chasing ghosts. Right. Uh, if you you know, you can probably lure an airline to put one route in if you're if you're paying them the incentives and the marketing money, uh, but it ain't going to last. It's I, I just think we're looking at a new reality in air travel, and it's that air travel is um, is less convenient than it used to be. We all have to move to big cities. Hey, Joe, thank you for dropping <laughs> okay. by Rudy Max's World. Appreciate it. Good luck there yeah, in my, Tucson. My pleasure, Rudy. Take care. Joe Sharkey is a regular travel columnist for the New York Times, and uh, if you live in a smaller, medium-sized town, there may be some changes coming. We'll come right back to Rudy Max's World after we take a short break. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you back here. I hope you uh, are having a lovely uh, spring 
uh, weekend. Uh, Lee Abamante is a travel writer. He's a travel expert. He is a global adventurer. And this guy likes to travel. That's an understatement. He's already been to every one of the 193 sovereign nations uh, who are members of the United Nations. But he wants to expand it and hit all 324 countries that... Uh, uh, the Traveler's Century Club, which is a club in New York for people who travel all over the world, uh, have decided exist. Uh, and he's doing it at a very young age. How old are you, uh, Lee? I'm 35, Rudy. And, what, you know, I said at the top of the hour when I promoted your appearance, I said the first question I'm going to ask Lee, well, I, the first question was your age, but the second question I wanted to ask you is, why? <laughs> well, why is uh, a simple question. The simple answer would be why not, um, because the places are there. <laughs> But, you know, right. it's like when you've done something at a young age, or really at any age, you always kind of, like, want to do more. So when I visited every country uh, based on the U.N. list, then I basically just set my sights forward on a different goal. I like goals, and I like travel, so it just kind of seemed apropos to, uh, to finish the Traveler Century Club list. Well, tell us a little about you. Where do you live? What have you done for a living uh, during your adult years? When did this start? Give, give us a picture of your life and how you fit this into your life. Yeah, sure. I mean, I live in New York City. I have since college. I uh, started traveling when I was 20, literally like about a week after I turned 20. I did a study abroad program in London. I had never left the country before that, uh, and it literally changed my life. And um, after that, I uh, did some Internet businesses, uh, sold them at a young age. Then I worked on Wall Street in uh, corporate finance for a while. And then back in 2007, I started my website, leabamonte.com. And then uh, in 2008, I basically started doing it full-time. I started doing uh, a lot of television and uh, basically partnering with brands, which is basically what I do now in addition to uh, to travel. All right, we'll talk about your website in just a moment, and I'll spell your name for folks who want to write it down. So if uh, I'll give you Lee's, get a pencil and paper if you, if you don't mind, I'll give that to you in a moment. Okay, so... Uh, when when you started traveling now i mean are you, i've talked to folks who have, who have collected destinations as you have and a lot of times they sort of get off the plane put their feet on the ground and get back on another plane are you trying to spend a day or have any quality time in any of these places yeah no that kind of drives me crazy i get that question all the time and uh you know my viewpoint on that is basically the your visit is up to you i mean there's nobody like standing over your shoulder with like a hammer that's going to bang you in the back of the head if you don't do what a lot of people consider a quality visit. For sure. me personally, it's not mm -hmm. worth my time or money, which it's a lot of both, to go to some of these random destinations. And if you don't like spend time. Now, some people say a week is not enough. Some people say a month is not enough. So my sure. feeling is you can't please everybody all the time. So right. basically, you just have to please yourself. So I stay as long as I want. And, uh, if I'm not satisfied with the amount of time I have in a place, I'll go back. I've actually been to 135 uh, countries at least twice, and uh, many of them in double-digit time. So, you know, I just want to please myself and just make sure I get the most out of my experience. So you might go to some place like Gibraltar, where about I've been there. It took about one day to do Gibraltar. But, you know, if you're going to Spain, you might want to stretch it out a bit, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, I mean, I've been to Gibraltar three or four times. I've never actually spent a night there, but I've probably spent collectively over 24 hours there because right. it's very small, as you know. And uh, do it. But yeah. if you go to Brazil or India or China or Russia or something like that, even if you spend a month there, it's not enough time because you still don't get to see everything. But obviously it depends on the individual person, what they want to see, what they want to get out of it. Me, I kind of like to see everything. So I'll pick a region and I'll go explore that and then I'll go back another time. 
Now, who holds the record now for the most countries at a young age? Well, right now it's uh, my buddy Charles. Uh, he's out in San Francisco. Uh, he did it about 15 years ago or something like that. I think he's around 50 now. And, um, you know, but the list has actually expanded. Back then it was 315 on the Traveler Century Club. Ah. And now it's 324. So by the end of the year, I will definitely be above 315. So there's actually a small dispute about whether it's going to count as a record or not because there's new countries that didn't exist back then and, what, and whatnot. This is, I mean, this is incredible. I mean, do you, what's your next – are you traveling in the next two weeks? I'm actually in Florida right now, and then I'll be just traveling around the States actually doing some work over the next few weeks. But uh, I have some big trips planned for the summer and certainly for the fall. Unbelievable. All right, I want to give you Lee, the correct spelling of Lee's name. I'm on his website right now, and it's uh, it's got a lot of stuff on it, all having to do with travel, by the way. Uh, Lee is L-E-E, obviously. His last name is A-double-B, as in boy, Abamante, A-double-B-A-M-O-N-T-E. So it's Lee, A-B-B-A-M-O-N-T-E, all one word, LeeAbamonte.com, if you'd like to take a look at this uh, world traveler. Is there one, before we've only got 30 seconds left, Lee, is there one difficult place to get to that you have on your, uh, in your sites? Well, I'm actually going to the South Pole in December, so that's probably the most difficult destination that I have to go to. I tried to go last year and was actually foiled by Prince Harry of England, but I could do a whole story on that. But uh, yeah, I'm going back in December to try again. <laughs> okay, great. Well, we'll. Uh, so when when are we going? How old are you now? I just turned 35. And so when when do we need to check on you to see if you uh, if if you made the the deal? Uh, a little less than three years from now. All right, we'll check in before that, Lee. Thanks for dropping by. Anytime, Rudy. Thanks. At the end of the hour, thank you for joining me here in Rudy Max's World this weekend. Let's do it again next weekend. I'd like to thank my engineer, Jeff Ryder, and my executive producer is Janet Deos of Vita McDonald. Go to Facebook, Rudy Max, at travel slash leisure. Hit like. We're almost up to 4,000. Talk to you next weekend. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World. And as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.